Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the mighty God. Hallelujah. My God, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad, very glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord like to be elsewhere. Because in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasures forevermore. For sure the Lord is our strength is our righteousness he is our refuge he is our rock. That's why we always long to be in his house to be in his presence. He is our king. He is king over everything. Samba shout yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to the first book of Genesis. The first book of the Bible called Genesis. If you don't know it, raise up your hand so we can pray for you. If you don't know the book, the first book of the Bible, raise up your hand. We need, we need to pray for you. We're still in the time and the season of faith. In this time of building and rebuilding, where God is building our lives, and he is rebuilding things also in our lives. Today, I want to talk about the object of our faith. The object of our faith. Um, faith is the commerce of heaven. Without faith, you cannot do transactions in the kingdom. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews declares without faith, it's impossible to please God. Habakkuk 2.4 says they just shall live by faith. Paul declares we walk by faith and not by sight. And he also declares faith works by love. Faith is a foundation of our Christian walk. You can't walk this life of a Christian without walking in the realms of faith. These are basic, basic things in the, in, in, in the journey. So today I'm going to talk about the object of our faith. There are many dynamics of faith. Like faith sees. Like faith sees. Faith hears. Faith acts. Isn't it? Faith speaks. We have in the same spirit of faith we do believe and we speak. 
And faith has a language. And faith has got its own laws. This is just dynamics of faith. There are laws of faith. But I want to talk to you today about the object of faith. All right. The object of faith, like, like, what is the object of my faith? What is my faith directed into? Because it's very, very key for you. Because sometimes you, you have faith in things. Actually, each, each, each person, each one of us has been given a measure of faith. We have faith. The reason why you walked in and sat on that chair because you have faith. If you did the faith, around the chair. You were going to move around. But because you have faith, you just stepped out and sat. So you, you trust the chair. You believe in that chair. That when you sit on it, you won't fall. Because you have faith in the chair. You have faith in the strength of the chair. Isn't it? So when I'm talking about the object of our faith, I'm talking about something like that. that like you, when you come to sit on the chair, you know it won't fail you. You know, you know, if you see a chair that has got three legs, what happens to you? Are you going to sit on it? You won't sit on it, isn't it? And when you see a chair that is kind of imbalanced, you assume it. Or if it's on a certain what you want it, before you sit, you want it to be stable. Because you are now focusing on, it's now that chair has become the object. If the chair is stable, you sit on it. So I want to talk to you about the object of our Taking our text from the book of Genesis chapter 1. The first verse. Actually, if you can't quote that verse also, you have never been to children's ministry. If you can't, oh, you need to be prayed for. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the first phrase in the beginning, you stop at God. You stop at God. So in the beginning, God, isn't it? In the beginning, God. Now, this scripture does not talk about the beginning of God. No one knows the beginning of God. Those are mysteries. This is, here what we're reading about is the beginning of creation that we know in the universe. There's another realm where the beginning of the creation of angels, which we it's also another mysterious dimension. So we know that God has no mothers, no fathers. He is the reason for his own being. For his own existence. Now, your faith 
the object of faith must be God. That's so why we're talking about the object of our faith. So in other words, the, 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 the more you know God and about God, the better the quality of your life becomes. The better your walk, your Christian walk becomes, the higher the quality of your faith goes. The better the, the, the lifestyle you live, both in church or outside church. Because your object is not is moved from other things. From other things, from other human beings, from other Christians, from other issues. And now, the, because whatever you the depth of the knowledge that you have concerning who God is is what anchors your faith. That's what determines the quality of your faith. I'll say that again. The depth of how you know God, how far you know God, that knowledge, of course, it comes by revelation. It comes by the Spirit of God as you journey in the life. Sometimes you have that knowledge through troubles of life. Sometimes you will never know God till you go through a valley. Till through you go through a certain situation. Disappointments, pains, chaotic situations. Knowing God starts, theologically starts at the place of attributes. The attributes of God. When you have known the attributes of God, that word attributes means characteristics of a person. Or that which is attributed to somebody. Or the quality which is considered as belonging to someone. The nature, the quality, of, and the person of someone. Or essentials or necessary things that define someone. All right? So when we talk about the attributes of God, we're talking about that which defines him as God. All right? That which defines him as what? As God. That puts him separate from his creation. When you look in his creation, you can see his, you can see his fingerprints. That's why people are tempted to worship things. They see a big tree. They see the fingerprint of God in it. The touch of God in it. The of God in it. They are tempted to worship it. But God is separate from his creation. He made the universe, but he's outside the universe. In him we live and in him we have all being. He does not live inside the universe. He lives outside the universe. Though he's inside of you, he's still outside of you. So your mind must be extended to a point where, because most of the time, you limit, you limit God. 
And that place of limiting God, that's what limits also the quality of your faith. It brings a limitation and a ceiling. Not to what, not what God can do, but to what you can believe for. So knowing him will determine how you believe him, how you trust him, how you hope in him, and how you are anchored in him. In the beginning, God. Now, you know God through his names through his acts. His names manifest his attributes. That, that first word there, God, there, the, first, the, he, the Bible introduces him as Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim. Okay. From chapter 1 to chapter 2, the name of God is Elohim, Elohim. And God said, and Elohim said. And Elohim the other names of God, you only get them from, from chapter 2 of Genesis going this way. Like, like El Shaddai. Jehovah Kibor, Jehovah Jireh. The other names of God, you get them from this And they also came up because of somebody who had an encounter with him. Like Abraham encountered God and he said on the mountain of the Lord he provides. He sees and he provides. And then he says it's Jehovah Jireh. All right. So you see the names of God also manifest the encounters that people had with God. So we know him through his acts. Right? But when he introduced when he introduced himself in the in the beginning, Elohim, Elohim, self-existent. That is beyond my mind. That's beyond your mind. Self-existent. The God who is, was, and is to come. In eternity past, and eternity future, beyond time, beyond space and matter. Everything created was created by him and for his own pleasure. Elohim defines his creative nature, his self-existent and creative nature. Creative, recreative and restorative nature. From him all things come. Whether they be visible or invisible. So that stretches your mind. Right. Stretches your mind to, to see that the object of your faith is going towards somebody like this. Give you an example. If you see somebody. The hair is not done or combed. Or combed. Your hair is not combed. He's dressed in whatever. Most of the time, you won't go for, for help from him. Because you've, you've, you have perceived them that they, they're not capable. Isn't it? It's because, you know, because when you're in need, 
you always tend to somebody that is capable. They become the object of your faith. So we are talking about this God that, that was there in the beginning is and shall be as the object of your faith. It destabilizes your life. In spite of what goes on around you, it Stabilize your emotions, stabilize everything about you, stabilize your mentality, and stabilize your Christian walk. In spite of what you encounter, because your object of faith is not in, in human beings, neither is it in circumstances, but it's in a person greater than you, greater than your grandfather, greater than your mother, your father the self-sufficient one. Now, when we talk about the, the attributes of God, we talk about his omnipotence and omnipotence power or power. Omnipotence means omnipotence means power. Omnipotence onke. It's, you are calling upon his omnipotence. Okay, I'm going to get back to that because I want to zero in on that. Then there is his omniscience. Omniscience. Yes, to know. To know. To know, which means he knows everything. He knows you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before you showed, showed up from your, into your mother's womb, he says, and you, he says Jeremiah, I knew you. He knows everything. He knows your past, your present, and your future at the same time. That's what. Omni, he knows the battles you're going to face. He knows everything. Which means your life is like a movie. My life is like a movie. <laughs> they, they know the song. Good faith. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what? Exactly. My life is like a what? And, and, and when you know that he knows, trust me, you will never dis get discouraged. It's, it's, it's like in the movie of your life, you are the staring. In, you are not staring in all movies, but in your movie of your life. And starings don't die. You are the staring. No matter how wounded the staring is, no matter how bleeding they are, they still come out of situations. No matter how many bullets go into their physical they can bleed, but they still make it to the end. God knows the movie of your life. That's his attribute. So, so when, uh, Why do you sing that song? You sing it, most of us don't sing it with meaning. No. It means you know, the, you know the movie of my life. Simply meaning there are some scenes 
Yes, in the, in the movie. That I don't understand. But that is immaterial. If I know and understand that he knows. Because you won't have all answers. Neither did he promise that you're going to have all answers. That's why you will walk by faith. Not by sight. So the object of our faith is God himself. Because he knows. Not just knows, but he knows all things. Knows my past. Knows in me even in the womb. Knows me even before I get into the womb. He scripted my life. Says you know my days. That's God. That's the object of our faith. You know my days. You count on my days. You found me. You know every part of my being. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what David said. Then the other attribute of God is what? How many presents? Meaning when you left home, you left him at home. Only to find him again when you showed up here. What kind of a God is this? Where can I hide from you? When I got into the depth of hell, you are there. When I climb up the mountains, you are there. When I try to hide under the seas, you are there. When I open into the mountain and try to hide myself, you are, you are there in my past, the present of future. Where can I run from your presence? So, what does it tell you? He tells you that no matter what you're going through, he is there. Sometimes you feel him, sometimes you don't feel him. Sometimes you feel him, sense him, sometimes you don't. Doesn't mean he's not there. All you need to know is to know that he's here. I don't feel him, he's here. You see, most of the time when we go through things, a lot of things happen in our minds and in our minds. Even when he's doing this to you. Because your mind is hooked, is hooked up and your emotions are stirred up. So that's why it feels like he's not there. Usually it's the, my position. That makes me feel think he's not there. It's my emotional mental position. That's why most of the time he asks questions. He wants to bring somebody. Son of man, can these bones live? Do you want to be made whole? Because this man is positioned mentally, emotionally, spiritually, is out of order. So most of the time God will ask you a question to bring you into place. Not that he's not there. He's there. Jesus was there before this man. And he says to this man, do you want to be made whole? This man looks at him, doesn't even know that this is, this is the king of kings talking to him. Because of his position, his, pos his mental position was so much on the issue of the problem. When he opened his mouth, he said, I have no one. You see, the object of his faith was human beings. Why do people commit suicide sometimes? It's the same attitude. I have, 
one. God is omnipresent. Let's go back to the omnipotent aspect because that's what I want to emphasize on today. Omnipotent means all-powerful. So the object of your faith is the all-powerful God. Somebody say all-powerful. In other words, all power is invested in him. Say all power. How many powers do you know? In the world, there are powers. Right now, people are flexing atomic power. Isn't it? Atomic what? Power. But where, do, where, where, what, how did they create atomic power? Simply, they took it from God's nature. You know, in science, you know about neutrons, protons, and atoms. So they manipulate the atoms. They manipulate the atoms knew how to squeeze them, knew how to multiply them and explode them at a certain speed so they can level homes and everything at one go. Like, take the atoms that fill this house. Fill them in a thing. Then open them somewhere. So they will affect all this space. So if a human being can do that, so which means the real atomic power is in God. Because he's the one that created both visible and invisible things. So science is learning about what God has created. Science is not against God. Science is going to school to learn what God has created. Take time and study. Look at the leaves. Look at the grass. Look at the soil. And then manipulate it and use it for enhancement of human beings. Or for the destruction, depending on how your heart is. When Adam fell, he fell so hard. He forgot certain things. So when you go to school, it's trying to remind yourself what Adam forgot when he fell. Because he was created in the image of God. And he was moving at the speed when he thinks of going to the other side at the speed of thought he was there so all power this is, I'm showing you this what you can sit you can, you can have the object of your faith who is God all power means there is nothing impossible with him hello 
Are you still there? Are you still there? Okay. All powerful. Jesus said to him who believes all things are possible. Why? Because all power is in God. All power. There is nothing somebody can do if God does not allow them. Amen. Amen. He has infinity power. Unlimited. That makes it all things. Are so you are so the God you believe in and the God you have has infinite power. There's no limitation to his power. There's nothing that cannot happen with him. How did James, how did Ephesians say? And to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we can think or ask according to the power that works in us, which is this power, infinity power. Ephesians 3.20, infinity power. Infinity power, unlimited power. So what can limit it? Is the level of how far you can think because when the enemy attacks he attacks the mind so he can limit your faith levels like he will tell you that this this even and most of us are so attuned to this negativity in the mind According to the power that works in us. It simply meaning the same infinite power is already inside of you. So your mind must be stretched. And sometimes the stretching of the mind happens when you encounter a situation. I'll say that again. In creative faith, or in innovation in human history the mind was only, is only stretched when there's a situation when there's a problem the cell phone was created because we were tired of these like, if you're in the bush, your wife, your wife cannot contact you. Maybe you're busy cutting what? In the farm. Someone gets and only you can drive. Now they have to send somebody to the bush to go get you, to bring you back, to get you back until this person dies. That kind of stretching had to bring us to a place where we think, how can we, how can we solve this problem? So sometimes the faith levels for you to go to faith levels, different faith levels, there is a stretching of your mind through a problem. Tell somebody, sometimes what you call the devil 
It's not the devil. It's God trying to teach you that you are limiting my power. I want to stretch you to another level. I want you to see water coming out of rocks. So I'll make you very thirsty. I'll cause you to come to a Red Sea so that you come to a place where you think it's over. Stretching your mind so you can believe in this infinite power of the living God. But we have these proclivities in us as human beings to backslide. There are very few people that are consistent in, the, in watch, looking at the object, the object of their faith. Looking unto Jesus, the earth and finish of our faith. God's power is irresistible power. First is infinite power. Unlimited power. Second is irreversible power. Write these scriptures down. Job 42, verse 2. Isaiah 14, verse 27. Isaiah 43, verse 13. Isaiah 43, verse 13. Job 42, verse 2. Know that you can do everything. I know that you can do everything. And that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. In other words, God's power is irresistible. That which has purpose concerning your life cannot be stopped. His purposes cannot be stopped. Now, if, if this is a, if the God you, you're looking up to, his purposes cannot be reversed by any, any circumstances, any demonic activities, any human curse, any generational curse. It's when your faith is on that level, you, then you tap into the irresistible power of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Irreversible. Irreversible. Look at Isaiah 14, verse 27. For the Lord of hosts has proposed. For the Lord of hosts has done what? Has proposed. And who will annul it? His hand is stretched out. Who will turn it back? <laughs> so, so much power if he's stretched out towards you to bless you, which devil circumstances can take it and reverse it back? Now, we're talking about the object of your faith. Whose purposes cannot, is irresistible in life. Now, it, when you come to a place where you believe like that, it doesn't matter what you face in life. You just believe the hand of God is upon me. It's irreversible. No one can stretch back his hand. And our God is in the heavens. He has done whatever he will. Who can ask him? I like that one. Pizza. Wow, pizza man. Isaiah 43 verse 13. Indeed, before the day 
was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. No one can deliver out of my power. I wake. Who can reverse it? Yeah, but sometimes when God moves in your life and you blesses your doors, this, this will be reversed. <laughs> You must, you must stand on the object. Now, this is the object of your faith, which is God, has said this. With his mouth, he has said it. Remember the object of faith. He's not a man that should lie. No, the son of man should change his mind. So shall my word be which is gone forth out of my mouth. When I speak it, it shall not return unto me void. So yes, if he said, no, no one can resist my power, I wait. And who can reverse it? Who can reverse your blessing? When God has released your blessing, who can reverse your blessing? When God has spoken a word over your life, who, who in hell can stop it? Who, who can say, God, remove your... You can, who can come and touch God's head and remove it? Which power is that? So that's the object of faith. His power. His power is inaccessible. Hey, Pinza. I like the last part. Pinza. His power is from everlasting to everlasting. God does not get tired. Like me. <laughs> In other words, his power is self-rejuvenating. Look at Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor gets weary or gets tired. His understanding is unsearchable. We talk about the object of our faith. Hmm? He doesn't get tired. I said he doesn't get tired. His power is inaccessible. Because sometimes you say, it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. It's only us human beings and demons that get tired. We'll get him after church. Oh, you didn't know that? They get tired under the anointing, under the grace, under the strength of the power when the worship is intense. They get worn out. That's why you feel good when you're in the house of God. You feel power in the house of God. And then they say, yes, I say, I'm just just go home and wait for no, She likes going to OK after she just wait there. 
Because they get tired. Only our God doesn't get worried. And those that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that cannot be removed. Though the young men shall lose strength, Though young men shall lose strength, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and never get tired. So the same power, the omnipotence of God, you can tap into it. Somebody shout amen. Let me give you the last point. He has incomprehensible power. Ephesians 3.20 Incomprehensible power. The power of God works consistently with these attributes. Things like Love, mercy, grace, wisdom. So when you're gonna, when you you put your object, your 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 eyes on God as an object, you must. The reason why we say His power is in, uh, incomprehensible is because it operates through His wisdom, through His grace, through His mercy. That's why when you think somebody is, is over with Him, they're gone. You get shocked that they are. You come back tomorrow, you find them, they're bouncing. Because you can't understand his power, which is operating through his mercy, through his wisdom, through his grace, and through his love. Because at the place where you finish judging the person, his power then works through his mercy and delivers that person. His power works through his grace and sets free that person. Or at the place where the devil is saying it's over with you. Then he comes through his wisdom and delivers that person. That's the reason why in the Bible, they are full of stories when God manifested his omnipotence. At the place where it looked like last minute. Like they put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And you, you, you would think, don't you think Nebuchadnezzar and his cohorts were saying, because they grabbed them, the fact that they were able to grab them, they were looking down upon the power of God. They were saying, Buka, I can even slap you. You can push you around. Take you to the fire And you, you just look powerless. Where is your God? Yet the omnipotence was operating through wisdom. So they put them in the fairy furnace only to find that it was operating through wisdom. Because God wanted them to go through the furnace so that when they come out of the furnace they become leaders of provinces. Because after the fiery furnace they were promoted as leaders of promises. So if God showed his power 
before they went to the fire furnace, they were going to miss their promotion. Oh, you don't get it. They were going to miss their promotion. So his omnipotence who works through his attributes his character which is mercy, grace, wisdom and sometimes when you've done something wrong that demands immediate judgment. Then his power comes in through mercy and takes you out. And then demons get surprised. How come you out? It's because he operated through his mercy. I was on my way to hell. Mercy. Rewrote. You know the song? I would have fallen first down, but mercy rewrote my. So what I'm giving you is that sometimes it looks like nothing is really happening. Like there is no miracle taking place. Like there's no release, there's no freedom. God is working. Sometimes you'll find yourself in the lion's den. I'm in mean the lion's den. Where are people saying, where is that? Where is his God? Where is her God? But the lions won't finish you. They won't eat you. They will fast that day. Because of the omnipotence that is on you. And in the morning, when Nebuchadnezzar showed up, you know, he said, Daniel, are you still there? Daniel said, yeah, I'm still here. Had some fellowship with his lions. They became my pillow. Then he took him out. And he says, the whole nation worship the God of Daniel. We have one. Worship the God of Daniel. Through his wisdom, he will manifest his omnipotence so that he can show your enemies that the hundred steps backward. Yeah, you didn't hear that. Just when they thought it's over, his mercy, his grace, or his wisdom activates his omnipotence and takes you out of a situation. God should be the object of your faith. God and what he says should be the object of your faith. The other things are wavering. Oh, trust me, they're wavering. Somebody can promise you something. And they're good people. I mean, good people. That you know that they will fulfill it. So we are good. 
How are you going to feel? You feel. But if the object of your faith was beyond that person to God, you will know that God will raise another one just like this one or better than this one to take you to your next level in life. Samba shout amen. Samba shout amen. Samba shout our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. He is the object of our faith. In whatever we situations we will trust some trust in chariots and some in horses but we who remember the name of the Lord our God my God our God is able object of our faith is God himself we don't trust anything else on this planet only God only God can say only God can deliver only God can say only God can deliver. This is the reason why you must know him. Uh, this is the reason why you must know him. Beyond church, beyond choir, beyond water baptism, beyond you must have a personal relationship with him. You must know him through his word, know him through prayer. Come on, you must know him. You must, you must get your heart devoted to him. That Paul says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. I know so many things, but my God, I desire to know him the power of his resurrection, fellowship of his suffering, that I may know him. There are so many things we know, but in this season, since the object of your faith is God, then you must put a demand on knowledge of God. Everything in the world will sink. All at the ground is sinking sand. Trust me, all other things is sinking sand. Who knew that COVID is going to show up in 2019? When was that? 2019? Who knew? Did you know about that? Hmm? All other things is sinking sand. Everything wavers. Our God is a solid rock. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. My faith is built on nothing less. Are you still there, church? Are you still there, church? Lift up your eyes to the hills. From where cometh your help? Your help, help comes from God. He is your God. He is your Father. And know that He loves you. Know that He thinks about you. Know that He cares about you. Know that He has the best for you in His heart. But sometimes through His wisdom, He takes you through meandering words. And you can get easily discouraged, but I know my Redeemer lives. I trust him. Ah, I trust him. I may go through these valleys of life. I may go through these situations. I trust him. I know I'll pass through this. I'll make it to the other side. Because he promised. He said, I'll never leave you for such. What I'm going to do now is looking unto Jesus. The 
finish of my faith. Don't lose, don't lose, don't, don't, don't be distracted. Look unto him. He's the object of your faith. You are God's poem. You're God's workman. You are God's song. Your heart must dance to the rhythm of his heartbeat. He is the choir master. The song of your destiny. There is a rhythm of your destiny. There is a drum beat of every step you take in life. There is a dance of destiny that you take. And then there is a choir master that is doing that. To the song. When he does like this, you know that you slow down. Looking unto Jesus, the object of your faith. Don't take your eyes away from him and look at others or other things. You lose the rhythm of your life. Stand to your feet. This is one of the things, the messages that you must listen over and over. It's, it's, it's not just about making you jumping. This grants you in your walk with God. If I were you, I would take this, seat, this recording and listen to it over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. I tell you, what God was speaking to us today, if you get it in your system, come rumors of war, come family problems, come financial issues, come joblessness, you will still survive it. When God has become the object of your faith, the confession of the word of God won't just become like a parrot. It will become real. The declarations you make, the decrees you'll be making in life, they will become real. Because you'll be, you be saying them from a post, spiritual posture. If I were you, get back in the scripture. Get back into this message. Ask Caesar to make this message for you. Put it on a CD. Listen to it over and over in your car. God is the object of our faith. Elohim. In the beginning, before anything was, God, the creator, Recreator and restorer. The builder, rebuilder, and restorer. He introduces himself like that. Which simply means there's nothing that can happen in your life that God cannot undo and redo. Because he's the object of my faith. Come what may I trust him. I trust him. 
Nistolo bokurishti mandasi kaboyandare. Nekobrasundiri etarashti kamasukiriyanda. Turn your eyes upon Jesus right now, wherever you are. Look fully in his wonderful face. The things of the world will grow strangely dim. In the light of his presence. The light of his glorious word. I want you to take time to open your mouth now. Begin to talk to God. Lord, help me. Let me have a revelation of you as the object of my faith. All other things is sinking ground. I need you more than ever before. Teach me to know you. Reveal yourself to me. I need to know you more. Beyond church activities, but to know you as a person, as the omnipotent one, I'm the same. The one that knows everything. The God that is everywhere. At the same time. Teach me to know you. Draw me to your presence. Each day of my life, oh God. Draw me close to you. Never let me go, God. Your spirit capture my heart. Capture my mind. May I be in synergy with your heart and with your mind. Talk to your God right now. As he knows you, you must know him. Come on, talk to your God. Have a private moment and talk to your Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Holy. 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 Something powerful is taking place in our lives. Something stable. There's some stabilization that is taking place. My God. Some stabilization that's taking place in our lives. Just hear the Lord saying, this is a serious moment in somebody's life. Serious atmosphere, serious word for the next level of your life. For the next season of your life. For the next move of your life. Eat this. Eat it. Right now, eat it. Eat this scroll. Eat it. God has just released a mighty scroll of a blueprint for where you're heading to. Eat this scroll. Eat this scroll that God has just released. Mm. My God. 
holy, 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 holy. To know you, O oh God, is our desire. To know you more, Father. To pour ourselves in you. You're pouring our, yourself in us. More of you, O oh God, and less of us in this season. Stabilize us. Stabilize us in your knowledge. In the knowing of you, O oh God. The knowing of your greatness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. My God. Jesus. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus. Etemaha surima. Liko brasha mandezi taya laka. Eto mambro dozuri bikeshti enasam. Liko dabasi kirean taya laya. Jesus. Mm, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Kimatola mosuri andaya. Thank you, Father. Just begin to thank him because he's doing it right now. My God. Just begin to appreciate him. Begin to thank him for what he's doing in your life. Something powerful is taking place in our lives. It's almost like a reconstruction. Reconstruction of minds. Reconstruction of hearts. Rebuilding is taking place. Refocusing is taking place. Shoo. Tamahusu Kelomando Zubraindia Kashataya. Hey, Tamando Suriberiandaya. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I thank you. Who is like unto you, Jehovah? Who is like unto you, mighty God? Great I am. Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. Come on, church. Let's adore him. Let's just bless him for what he is doing in our lives. I just felt a reconstruction, serious reconstruction. It's taking place. Ah, kapaya toma asalaya. Eredosuromanto kandishti endarayo. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We bless you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless you, Father. Oh, we bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Yes, we bless you, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. We glory. We give you glory. Reconstructing us, oh God. Rebuilding us, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for strengthening our inner man. Thank you, Father, for strengthening ins the inside of us. Thank you, Father, for releasing your grace, supernatural grace on us today. 
Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes, for taking us to new levels of understanding and new levels of moving with you. Holy. Holy. Glory, glory, glory. All things are possible with you, O God. All things are possible with you, Father. Now the things that we've been trusting you for, the things that we've been crying about, the things that we've been praying for, we give you praise and thanksgiving in advance because we know that you shall manifest. We know that you shall open those doors. We know that you shall save our relatives. You shall save our brothers and our sisters. You shall save our colleagues and our neighbors. The things that we've been crying to you about, oh God, thank you that in this atmosphere, oh God, things are shifting and things are changing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. My God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.